reading is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 to 16. Blessed are people when, you, when people insult you, persecute you falsely, and say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Joyce, be glad because it's the great, it is great, because it's great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world, a town built on a, on a hill and cannot be hidden. Neither do people light, light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give its light to everyone in the house. In the same way, you let your light shine before others. Then they may see your good deeds and glorify them, glorify your Father in heaven. This is the word of God. Father, we would echo those words again. Open our ears, Lord, and help us to listen. Father, we thank you for Rachel being here with us. And now we pray your anointing on the words she speaks, that we would hear what you want us to hear this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. It's great to be back here in Baston Hill. Um, I work in, um, I'm seconded by InterServe to United Mission to Nepal, um, and I, um, my present role is as hospital director. Tansen is 300 kilometers or 10 hours from Kathmandu in the hills. When I first, um, um, first went to Nepal 24 years ago, we started with five months of language study. And as part of that, I spent three weeks living in a village uh, in the valley below Tansen. I was living with the headmaster's family. And after the evening meal of dal bark, which is rice and vegetable curry, I was sent to my room. And this was a guest room over the buffalo shed. And I could look out of the back uh, window uh, towards Tansen across the valley on the other side of the hill, um, and um, at that time, the electricity supply wasn't very good. Um, in those days, many homes were without electricity or had one or two very dim lights. So the hospital shone in the evenings as it was lit up, and we've got a generator for when there are power cuts. So I used to look across the valley to the lights on the hill, and that's always been a parable or a picture to, um, for me of what the hospital's purpose is, to be a light on the hill. So let's look again um, uh, to our reading in Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. 
You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine above, uh, shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This year, our mission retreat was on the subject of staying salty. And I've been thinking about this passage and how Jesus calls us, each of us, to be salt and light in the place that he's put us, whether that's based in Hill Shropshire or Tansen, Nepal. We're instructed to be salt. So let's have a think about what salt does. Well, salt preserves the good things. Salt makes things taste better. It adds flavor. Salt also sterilizes. Um, We use a lot of um, saline solution in hospital. And um, those of you who were in uh, Britain during the winter will know that salt stops feet from slipping. Um, So let's start with the first thing. Salt preserves the good things. There are good things to affirm in every culture because we're made in God's image. In Nepal, the sense of community and family is very strong. Patients will come with family members to the hospital and they help with the patient's care, even sleeping on the floor under the patient's beds. This is something good, and I'll leave you to think about what good things we have here in the UK, in our culture, that we can affirm and preserve. And the second thing is, salt makes things taste better. Um, Have you ever forgotten to season uh, food with salt and then found it doesn't taste very good? So how can I bring the joy of the Lord into my home my work, my school, my neighborhood. Um, I love this picture, and you may think, wonder why, because somebody's receiving some antibiotics probably. But the main thing is that the two people in the picture look really happy. And the reason for that is the person behind the camera. Um, there was uh, a Swedish um, pediatric nurse I worked with, and wherever she went, she brought this sense of joy. So I love her pictures because um, they actually bring out the happiness because she was such a happy, um, joyful person to be around. And you may know people who bring this kind of joy with them. Gunga Ram was one of those people. He had a very hard life. When we first met him, um, his small um, home had burnt down and we had some funds to help people in this situation. His only son developed diabetes and was a regular on the children's ward. Through all this, his family became Christians, but things uh, went from bad to worse. He lost his house through debt, and his wife left him. He would work carrying loads around the bazaar, and then he developed a chronic form of leukemia and needed looking after himself and somewhere to stay. He joined the staff of our newly opened psychiatric rehab center, New Life Psychiatric Rehab Center. His faith and love for Jesus grew over the years, Um, And he cared for the residents, worked hard on the farm, and was the best person with the cow. And it was a joy to meet him. Sadly, his leukemia relapsed, and he died quite suddenly just about a year ago. When I remember him, 
It's um, his smile and his enthusiasm for whatever was happening that I think of. He was a genuine example of joy, a truly salty person. Paul says in Colossians 4 verse 6, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So what is salty conversation? Let's start with what it's not. It's not complaining, gossiping, or full of negativity. In the Nepali language, the direct translation for interrupting or putting someone down is cutting their conversation. And James, in his letter, warns us that that is what the tongue can do if we use it as a weapon. Instead, we can encourage, lift up others, and explain the hope that we have in us and point towards Jesus. Salt also sterilizes. We have many burn patients in Tansen. Every day, their burns need to be thoroughly cleaned with saline, which is salt water. A salt has sterilizing properties and prevents infections. If we're being salt in our communities, how might this look? What needs cleaning up? Nepal is quite high in the um, corrupt country lists, but people know that there are things that the mission hospital won't do, and it's no good expecting a bribe from us. Patients also trust us to tell them the, the truth about their illnesses and the prognosis of their illnesses. If we look back at our passage in Matthew 5, most of verse 13 is warning us not to lose our saltiness. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. So how can we stay salty? We need to keep close to the source of our saltiness, Jesus. In Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. These verses tell us that in order to stay salty, True worship involves a sacrifice, a sacrifice of our own will in order to to discover God's will for us, which is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We're not to be squashed into the mold of the world around us. We should be different from from the community around us to be truly salty. Let's move on to the second thing that Jesus said. Um, We are light. Verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So again, light salt, what does light do? Well, it helps us to see to do work. It lights the path. It dispels darkness. 
It shows up dirt. It sterilizes and it heals. So, first of all, it helps us see to do work. Um, I don't know if you've ever um, watched a surgeon um, operate but they're very particular about getting the light just right so that they can see clearly what they're doing. Light also dispels darkness and helps us to see where we're going. A very vital piece of equipment for walking around the paths in Tansen um, is a torch. A group of missionaries can discuss the relative merits of different kinds of torches or flashlights, if they're American, for ages, And this is because there's not much street lighting and you really do need to see where you're going because the path can quite often be on the edge of the hill which you don't want to fall off. I remember once leaving work late in the dark uh, and then the power went. I realised I couldn't see the road and was not sure where the edge with a steep drop was. It was during the monsoon and there was no moon and no stars visible. I only managed to proceed by waiting for a flash of lightning uh, to see the next stretch of road or a car coming up the road and lighting it with its headlights for a brief time. I was very relieved to get home in one piece. Light shows up dirt. You know how clean your windows are when the sun shines through them. And light, like salt, also cleans and sterilizes. We often joke that if you want to lose weight in Tansen, just drink the tap water. Uh, And this is because it's full of harmful bacteria. We sterilize all our drinking water, and the most common method is using a system that uses ultraviolet light to purify the water. Light heals, too. We ask our burn patients to sit out in the sun to help their wounds to heal. Small babies with jaundice are put under lights to disperse the jaundice. So so like salt, we're called to be light. And we're called to let that light be seen. How do we do this in Tansen? Well, as, as well as caring for people's bodies, we see them as whole people who have families, emotional and spiritual needs. Our pastoral care team um, assess the needs um, for financial help, counsel those in need and in distress, those who've attempted suicide, been newly diagnosed with HIV, the dying, the paralyzed. They pray with patients before surgery uh, and share the good news of Jesus with those who um, are interested. We train all sorts of health workers in the hope that they will return to their communities and be lights there. One of the courses is um, a diploma in pastoral healing ministry for pastoral care workers. A new batch were sent out just to chat to patients and find out their stories. One Hindu priest was bringing his son to the hospital and described how on the way he saw a black individual on the route who told him not to go to the mission hospital because his son would die. Undeterred, he reached the gates and was met by a white individual who told him not to worry, his son would get better. I often pray that angels would protect the hospital, and I believe this man met one. And by the way, the words for 
um, black and white have nothing to do with skin color, but to do with light and darkness. Jesus calls us light in verse 14. You are the light of the world, which is also how he described himself in John 8 verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So how can we be light? The sun has its own source of energy, but the moon and other planets shine because they reflect the light of the sun. I believe that we are called to reflect the light of Jesus, who is the light of the world, in our, in our lives and point to him. Our hospital motto is, we serve Jesus heals, just so that we remember where the healing comes from. And our passage also tells us who should get the glory. In verse 16, Jesus said, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may um, see your good deeds, and this is the main part, and glorify your Father in heaven. So the purpose of being salt and light is to glorify God, not to show what good people we are. Um, I found um, the following helpful quotation on the subject of being salt and light in the workplace. It's from Will Morris from St. Martin in the Fields. But how often in a deeply secular workplace can you do this? That's being salt and light. The answer is by uh, trying to do what a Christian should do, living out your faith, while at the same time finding ways to make it clear that it is your faith that motivates you. So you might help your neighbor at the next workstation, the metaphorically hungry, thirsty, naked stranger or prisoner. Nothing dramatic, just ask them how they are, listen closely to them, and then non-judgmentally try to help them as you can. Or you might demonstrate high levels of personal honesty. Or you might seek, even in very minor ways, to hold your business to an exemplary standard in its dealing with other workers, customers, suppliers, and the surrounding community. But these things are all things that decent people of no faith might also do. It's letting people know that it's your faith that motivates you, um, uh, that sorry, that it's your faith that motivates you, that makes you salt and light. Because it's that, your knowledge of the love of God, that enables you to perform these acts in good times and bad, in difficult situations as well as easy ones. So, please pray for us in Tansen that we continue to be lights on the hill. Um, and that we can be salt and light in our community. It's the partnership with Christians from all over the world that enables us to continue this work um, of serving people in the hospital in the name of Jesus. There may be some difficult times ahead with some new legislation aimed at Christians. The church in Nepal is a young church, but it's growing fast. So please pray that these believers um, will be salt and light in their communities and that we all stay close to the, the source of our light and saltiness, Jesus.